how is it going? Back to the episode of Shane Train's Cave. So, it's Wednesday. It's 9-11. Never forget. Um, I think I'm going to give a, just a, just a, maybe about 10 seconds of silence for 9-11 in general. Just to be respectful. So, start that about now. All right, well, man, what, I want to say, well, you know, this is what's happened, but it's more of what hasn't happened this week. Um, I'm filming this at about 11 p.m. because I was, I was going to film it earlier in the day. But the problem was, is I wanted to wait out the day to see if anything new came out about once again, who's the big title this week? Who's someone that's being talked about constantly, constantly, constantly? It's Antonio Brown. Now, Antonio Brown. Uh, we'll start with the good things. He started. He attended his first practice. <clears throat> he got his son. He got his contract signed. He attended the first practice with the Patriots. Um, he's officially done with the Raiders. Done with the Steelers. He is now a Patriot. He he did his first practice wearing number one. Uh, was looking all right. Nothing too crazy, anything like that. But all of the things that Brown has done have been overshadowed by an allegation that has come out about him. Now, I probably should point something out. This is only our second, my second episode. And I'm going to be straight up, upfront, honest about how I feel regarding I'm gonna give my honest opinion how I feel in these situations now I'll, let me throw this out here right now I'm never gonna say that I don't that I don't feel any allegations like false I'm not gonna say that all women are lying all women are, are just in it for the money or that they're lying making it up it's false uh, usually I never really side in these allegations unless like it's uh, very very obvious that one side is just, it's just got the fucking facts or it's just got the things which isn't really happening. Or if the media pursues it a certain way, then I side with who I feel is being hurted more or more hurt in the situation. And between, um, I don't remember the, the gymnast's name, but it's a, it's a gymnast slash trainer. I don't remember her name, unfortunately. I can look it up. Actually, I can probably look it up right now. Uh... Brittany Taylor. I think that's how you say her name. So Brittany Taylor um, was a gymnast. From, from what I've gathered, I've been really checking up on this in the past day or two. From what I gather, she's a gymnast. Uh, I guess turned to tra trainer. Um, she was a trainer for the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, in 2017-18 season. Uh, apparently, Antonio Brown, there was three instances of sexual assault against her. In one case, he raped her. Another, he ejaculated uh, sperm on her back. And the other one, he kissed her. I'm pretty sure that's what the other one was. And and they released the texts. I'm not going to go ahead and read the texts out loud. I've already read. I did the headache of trying to read them and decipher them. I very much couldn't. It is... If you've read them or you've seen even part of them, it's such broken English, bad words, not able to understand very well, all that, and it really fucking hurts my head. I have no clue um, anything of what he's trying to say. If that was even him, it looked very, it looked very easily fake. But I'm not gonna say it's fake because I don't know. Um, in my personal opinion, do I think these rape allegations are true? With the evidence I'm seeing of she filed a civil lawsuit where she just only wants uh, money instead of him going to jail or whatever. Um, the fact that she straight up just comes out with the public on this. Um, 
that she released or the text got released or emails or whatever the fuck that was supposed to be. And it looks a bit, it doesn't look like normal text. It looks kind of weird to be anything else. It's very broken English. I don't know Antonio Brown at all, like personally or anything. I don't know if he's a smart guy. I don't know if he's a dumb guy. I don't know if he was drunk while texting those or what. I can't even tell. But I'm pretty sure as long as he passed at least fifth grade, he could make better sentences than one was on those um, things. So I feel like those could be fake. I, I'm, I'm feeling more fake. And this, unfortunately, not even what team Antonio Brown is on because I feel very strongly on these situations no matter who they happen to, no matter what team they're on, no matter what their profession, comedian, football player, businessman, any of those, I, I, I don't usually sigh. I usually wait till more facts come out. And I feel like there's enough here to me, for me to be like, for me to really make an argument to say, you know, I feel like Antonio Brown didn't do this. I feel like these were false. I don't believe this woman. I don't believe that this happened in this one. He did say these are consensual and that the rape and stuff was, was false. Uh, any sexual encounters they had or anything like that, those matters were consensual. And I can tell that Antonio Brown's taking it serious because Antonio Brown's character or who he is is more of releasing stuff to the social media. Uh, even with his team, he said, release me. But he's not really doing that here. He's going through his lure, which I think is a smart move. And... Here's the dilemma. It's do you pay her whatever money she wants? Because he's, he's obviously got money. He can pay her money. But do you pay her the money and soil your name to lots of – his name's already soiled to some people. No no matter fucking how bad the – how shitty the evidence is, how bad it looks, people are going to believe whoever is making the allegations, either for the main reason they want to or – they just don't like him or they think women are always right or if man makes it man always right. Um, and I think that's sad. I think it's if – he, if he really didn't do this and I'm right on the fact that I feel that he didn't, it's really messed up. I've seen some of the comments. I've seen some of the things people have posted about this already. It's only been about a day, maybe a little bit over and it's, it's it's wrong on a lot of levels. It people instantly jump to their conclusion. They instantly think this. And I know in a way I'm jumping to a conclusion. I just feel that he didn't do this based off what I've seen. Based off what I've seen. I'm not saying free him or whatever. I'm just saying I don't believe this. Uh, I think now now the I see in a few things about some of the NFL putting him on paid leave. And that would that would really eke me for a few reasons. A, yes, I'm a Patriots fan. I would love to see Antonio Brown with Tom Brady. I think that would be a fucking cool ass thing to ever see. And two, I think that if this does, if they do that, and this comes out to be false, your football career isn't that long. Even when you're Tom Brady, the years pass fast when you're getting towards the end of your career, and you really got to realize. I'm assuming. I'm not obviously. I'm not an NFL player. It's messed up. It's it's blasphemous that someone can come out and just say that you did something and then because of business reasons more so of looking bad, the company you work for or the organization you're under can banish you for a while until they figure out if it's real or not. And in these kind of cases, it's more of a he said, she said. And with evidence like the one we just saw, that's something that can be very easily made up. It doesn't look real. I. It doesn't look real because it just looks so wrong. I feel like if you haven't seen it and you follow the NFL, go look at the text messages. Go go see what it looked like. Or if it was a text message, whatever it was. Go look at it. See what it was like. Try to read it. Try to decipher it. I didn't even bother to try to decipher it because I just felt... It was asinine to even think about it. But I guess the final remarks I'll leave with the Antonio Brown thing is that do I hope, do I want him to, do I think, do I want him to be placed on paid leave? No. Do I think he did it? Not really. 
Could he have done it? Obviously, yes. Um, am I fine to be wrong? Sure. Do I want to be wrong? No. Um, do I think he'll play? Do I think the NFL will put him on paid leave? It really depends. Um, if more evidence, if more evidence comes out against him, I think it's very high. It's pretty much likely that he'll be put on paid leave. If he's able to fight back and get his own evidence, or he comes out with a statement, or maybe she comes out and goes, ah, well, okay, that was fake, or she, just one of them can be proven to be a lie, one of the three incidences, or 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 something can be proven to be false against her, just even the smallest of things, then I think I think for sure that um, I think for sure there's a good chance he won't be put on paid leave, but I don't really know. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's a hard situation to tell that's up to the NFL and the guys that work there and, and Roger Goodell and all that, that's all up to them. So it's their call. Do I, I do, if I had it, if I had it, if I was there in, in the meeting that they're going to hold and I was able to give my opinion and weigh it, I'm going to say, please don't do this. You know, let the guy play. If it turns out, you know, he did this despicable act ban him from the NFL, fucking kick him out for two, one or two years. Don't fucking, don't ruin the dude's career already. Don't, don't kick him out of games and make him look fucking guilty to the fans when he might not be. Okay. Just let him play. All right. The, the NFL doesn't need to turn into a drama show. Let that be the XFL because it's got a WWE. On. Let that be that. Let the XFL be the fucking, the, the, the show of football. Let it be the drama. That's fine. Don't, don't, just leave the drama out of the games. Try to. I know it's hard because it's a business aspect, but it, it just, you know. And realistically, people are going to stop watching football because they rape somebody. If they let Antonio Brown play, and I'm against rape for all allegations. I think rape is completely utterly wrong. I think it's a despicable act, and I think anyone that does it should be punished, obviously. But at the same regard, I feel that let them play. I'm not going to stop watching the Patriots just because they have a rapist. I didn't stop watching them because Julian Edelman did drugs. Uh, I didn't even give a shit that he did drugs. I think it was it was wrong because it gives him an advantage. But, I mean, I don't know. It's just a huge thing. But I'll leave my final remarks that, you know, I, I don't think they should they should pick them up. They leave. Do I think he did it? No. All that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah. I'm hoping. I'm hoping they'll give them the benefit of the doubt, but I don't know if they will or not. On to the next thing. Hunter Henry is out four to six weeks with a knee fracture. Basically the new Gronkowski. Um, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Hunter Henry was injured last year for a while or the most of the season. I'm hoping he can find a way to come back and play and stuff, but I don't know. Um, yeah, suffered a lacerated kidney late 2017 and missed last season with a torn ACL. Yeah, he's young. He's only 24. <sighs> you know, but I don't know. I think Hunter Henry's good when he plays, uh, but I think he's very injury prone. But that was kind of the that was kind of the Gronk problem. I think if Gronk had less uh, injuries, he would uh, be like his records or anything like that would be a lot better. I don't really have a lot to say on this. Uh, I hope he I hope he repairs. I hope he gets well soon. I hope when he comes back, he can maybe hopefully be a little bit less injury prone. But yeah, I mean I haven't seen a whole lot of Hunter Henry, but I want he's in. He seems to be pretty good. So. I wanted to look at the power rankings. I saw this earlier today. Uh, we're gonna look at the power ranking. Oh no, no, no! Let's look at the scores and then we'll go into the power ranking. That, that seems a bit smarter. So, week one, we'll go over the scores of every game and then we'll talk. We'll go over the score and then talk about it. So we'll start with the game of the week that I picked. My game of the week: the Pittsburgh Steelers versus New Orleans or New England. In Foxborough, Massachusetts. 
how did I think this game would go when I when I decided that it was going to be the game of the week? I thought it was going to be a pretty close game. I thought it was going to be pretty competitive. It turned out to be the opposite. It was a one-sided. It was a one-sided beatdown. Pittsburgh kind of got lucky and got a got a field goal. Um, surprisingly, Pittsburgh was the lowest scoring team last uh, week one. They had no touchdowns. They had one field goal. Even Miami Dolphins got a touchdown over the Ravens. And that might have been because the Ravens were beating them probably so bad that they started in. I wasn't able to watch a whole lot of the games um, Sunday. But I did watch the New England game, the game of the week, and I think that that was a complete and utter fucking beatdown. I think I think that really solidified that New England, once again, is still good. They're proving again that like Tom Brady may be old, but he's still good. I mean – I don't think Tom. I think Tom Brady threw one interception or zero. I can check the stats really fast. Tom Brady threw for. I want to see. I want to see New England. Tom Brady threw for 341 yards, uh, three passing touchdowns. He got sacked once. He had a 124.9 passer rating. He went 24 for 36. That's that's pretty good. And as long as pass is 58 yards, that's pretty good. I my favorite play of that game, I can remember it in my head right now. It was just a little 20 yard pass. Josh Gordon for the first touchdown of the game, first touchdown in New England. He almost gets hit, and then he somehow does this like cool fucking move where he stays up and then keeps going. But I'm gonna talk about Josh Gordon in a minute. So Tom Brady did pretty good. Julian Edelman had a cool trick play pass for 32 yards, one for one, had a 118.8. And he even did better than Ben Roethlisberger. But we'll get to the pitchers in a second in their season. Uh, for rushing for the Patriots, Julian Edelman had one rush for eight yards. Rex Burkhead had eight rushes, 44 yards, averaging 5.5. Longest was 11 yards. Uh, Brandon Bolden had one rush, seven yards. James White had... Four rushes, 26 yards, 6.5 yards. And Sony Mikel had 15 rushes, 14 yards, averaging 0.9 yards. Uh, they didn't rush a whole lot, to be honest, obviously. Uh, but no, one, no one got a rushing touchdown. Um, so, eh. I mean, there's not a lot to talk about there. I mean, the rushing game was piss poor by Sony Mikel. But they were using him more as a power runner, I feel like, in most of the game. From what I was seeing, um, the passing game was what obviously was big, what got them to win. Uh, Julian Edelman had six receptions for 83 yards, and he had a no touchdowns. Rex Burkhead had five receptions, 41 yards. Josh Gordon had three receptions for 73 yards, one touchdown, and he had four targets. Julian Edelman had 11 yard targets, by the way. So Julian Edelman is obviously probably still the number one target, but I feel like Josh Gordon's not too far behind. That's that's pretty good numbers for only three catches. That's pretty damn good. Uh, James White. Now I don't feel Julian Edelman or Josh Gordon did the best. I think someone. I think there's someone else on on the Patriots wide receiver list that is a wide receiver that did way better. He may have had one more catch than Josh Gordon. He had more touchdowns than Josh Gordon. Did definitely better than Julian Edelman. Uh, but we're going to get that in a second. James White got five receptions for 56 yards. He had seven targets, so two bad passes uh, or drop passes. Ryan Izzo, tight end, one reception for three yards, hit two targets. Um, I, think they're, I think they're changing up a bit where they're trying to stay away from using tight ends. Obviously because they don't really have one. That's that, that good. But, I mean, they can still use this guy. I, they're probably using him more in the blocking game, possibly for running, stuff like that. So, uh, Jacoby Myers, one reception, 22 yards, and one target. And the last guy on the receiving list that I'm seeing right now, big name, big name guy. Now, I saw this guy last year. I liked how he played, and I, and I felt that he was going to have a big year this year when I was talking to a lot of friends over the summer. I was like, this guy, because when we talk about football, we talk about different teams and different wide receivers. I thought this is a guy that his name wasn't brought up a lot, and I think he's going to have a good year due to how phenomenally Tom Brady is and how well he plays. 
and how much it's just going to be a straight up just great show because Tom Brady can just do what he wants with the football. And that is Philip Dorsett the second with yeah, four targets, four receptions, caught all of his targets for 95 yards and two touchdowns. Those are really good numbers. Those are really good numbers. Josh Gordon had really good numbers. Julian Edelman had pretty good numbers too. But Philip Dorsett had really good numbers. And by the way, some of those Julian Edelman uh, not able to catch some of those passes – those were just, there was just one or two bad passes I felt from Tom Brady, but that was because he was being rushed. He just chucked it out there near him, and it was a bit short. He couldn't get to it. By the way, before we start going to Judge Julian Edelman, the man, the myth, the legend, but Philip Dorsett is insane. <coughs> I actually really like Philip Dorsett. I liked him last year, and I like him this year. I, I kept seeing his name pop up a lot last year. I was like, man, this guy seems really good. And then I watched him the other night, and I was like, man, I thought Josh Gordon was going to be like the big factor of the night. He was talked about, but I feel like he Josh Gordon wasn't going to overshadow Philip Dorsett. But it's a guy's name that you don't really see. It was like it's like a Chris Hogan. No one's really or um Chris Hogan. No one like talked about him a lot. Now he's in Panthers territory, and I don't even know what's happening with him. But yeah, I think Philip Dorsett's going to be big. I think that's going to be one of my. I'm going to put that guy down as a player to watch this season. Um, as a guy that he might be able to do some stuff. I think I think he can really work well. Now, the problem with is that if A.B. comes in, he's like the third wide receiver right now. A.B. comes in, everyone kind of gets shifted down a bit. Sorry, unfortunately, I don't think Philip Dorsett beats out Antonio Brown. Do I think he's good and I think he can develop into a pretty good wide receiver? Hell yeah. Philip Dorsett is insane. Uh, what's his thing I'm trying to see how old Philip Dorsett is but I can't find it oh here it is he's five to he's 26 years old so yeah he can definitely develop into maybe a bigger player for sure better a bigger better player so let's go to the kicking game really fast nothing too big uh four field goals four Steven Gotkowski, he had three extra points. Longest was 41 yards. Kick returning, Brandon Bolden. Surprising Julian Edmond wasn't really back there. But he had two kick returns, 35 yards, 17.5 average, 20 long. Jake Bailey, the punter that beat out Ryan Allen. Insane when I saw him getting got released and this uh, rookie beat him. But three punts, 123 yards, 41 averaging. 53 long, not too bad, not too shabby. Punt returning. I don't know how to say this guy. Gunner Olszewski. Wide receiver, number 80. Uh, had nice, solid two punts returning. 35 yards, averaging 17.5. Just like our man, Brandon Bolton. Now on to defending. So, yeah, the defense, Jason McCourty, six tackles, one assist. Patrick four tackles, two assists. Devin McCourty, five tackles, one assist. Stephon Gilmore, four tackles, two assists. And the eye tower, six tackles. And there's more. I'm not going to go everything. Uh, Devin McCourty had one pretty cool interception I saw. It was a pretty, pretty fun-looking interception. And then uh, we'll just go over the offensive stuff. I'm not going to go over defense. It's going to take way too long, and it's going to be really boring. Uh, Devin, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For defense, um, for Steelers, I'm going to put another player to watch. Devin Bush, not too bad, not too bad. Seven tackles and four assists. Ben Roethlisberger threw 27 for 47. Uh, 276 yards, one interception, no touchdowns. Had one rush for seven yards. James Conner had 10 rushes, 21 yards, 2.7 average. Then Jalen Samuels, two rush, four yards. Uh, Vance McDonald, tight end, two receptions, 40 yards. Dante Moncrief, three receptions, seven yards. Ryan Switzer, six receptions, 29 yards. James Conner, four receptions, 44 yards. 
Jalen Samuels, one reception, two yards. James Washington, same as James Washington. Yep, James Washington had two receptions, 51 yards. And we're going to skip over him. Dante Johnson, three receptions, 95 yards. So Juju Smith-Schuster, um, he had six receptions, 78 yards, which is the best over all the guys, uh, all of his peers. And at eight targets, but Stefan Gilmore put the clamps down on Juju. And I will be nice to Pittsburgh fans. I think Juju is a number one. I think he can be a number one wide receiver on certain teams. Now, is he bad? No, he's definitely good. I think the praise he's gotten is somewhat deserved after having to take a take a quick quick roll, uh, take take a quick shot, being a number one after Antonio Brown left. You know, and the running game obviously isn't the greatest. James Conner had a few breakout games last season, but nothing close to Le'Veon Bell. I don't think Juju Smith-Schuster is Antonio Brown. I think he can become Antonio Brown, but he's definitely not there yet. But it is going to be hard to be a number one wide receiver when, obviously, Stephon Gilmore isn't a bad corner at all. I'm not saying he's a bad corner. I'm not trying to diss him at all. I think Stephon Gilmore, I might even overpraise him to sell the Patriots, but I think that Stephon Gilmore is by, he's in the top five for corners. I think he's pretty close to what Jalen Ramsey can, can do sometimes. To an extent, I think James Ramsey is obviously better. But Stephon Gilmore is so good. He's so physical. And he puts the clamps down on Juju Smith, stopping him for a lot of stuff. All right. um, the only thing I want to go over on the defense for Pittsburgh was T.J. Watt was shut down. Um, he helped prove that the, the new guys on the offensive line can still work and protect Tom Brady. Um, I forgot the guy's name. He was injured last season, and he's really young. He's new, and he's finally played his first debut game for New England. He's a tackle, and he did he did really good going against T.J. Watt. It's not the Watt the whole Watt family apparently can play defense like a fucking boss. I don't know what is in their genes, <laughs> but they can play defense. And though T.J. Watt was only only down for one tackle. I mean, he put down a hell of an effort. He was really trying to get in there. He was really throwing it all out. But, yeah, the guy to watch this season that's a rookie, I think, is Devin Bush. I think he's been pretty good. Uh, Joe Hayden did all right in our last game. Uh, yeah. Overall, I think the defense for Pittsburgh is a bit lackluster. Though they have some good names like Joe Hayden, uh, Bud Dupree, Stefan Tui, Tui, I want to make sure I say his name correctly. TJ Watt, I think Devin Bush is still pretty good. Uh, they have some decent names in there, but they don't seem to be able to play together for some reason. Well, they do, but to a degree, I feel like, obviously New England, I feel, is a superior team with superior coaching. And for that reason, that's probably why they won. This is just the, the ability to out-game plan any other team, really. Uh, so that is... The game of the week over that Pittsburgh Steelers at Patriots in Foxborough, Massachusetts, um, going 33 and three. Pittsburgh taking that heavy loss, unfortunately, starting 0-1 of the season. Um, Green Bay Packers were the first game of the season. They against the Chicago Bears. They Green Bay Packers took the win, 10 to three. Pretty shitty looking game from the, some of the clips I saw. Rams. <coughs> Uh, won their game 30-27 against the Carolina Panthers. Tennessee Titans won their game uh, 43-13 against the Cleveland Browns. Let's talk about this game for a second. Now, people obviously are going to talk shit about Cleveland Browns. Now, well-deserved. They do do it. They do deserve it. Do them always talking shit about how they're good. But realistically, if you look at that Tennessee Titans defense – there's some pretty good name defensive guys on there that have been on other teams do and did well there. Let's just look at the stats for the defense. Um, like honestly, and 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 obviously, once again, Tennessee Titans. All right, there's two teams in the NFL that are made up of some decent players from the Patriots. It happens to be Tennessee Titans, one of them, and then the Lions are another one. And, well, the Lions, 
granted, they have a Patriots coach. So he probably wants some of those guys. Matt Patricia probably went to the Lions. I was like, man, I just can't. This is a team you can't turn around. I just need some Patriot players. Uh, no, but they have a guy like Deion Lewis. He was on the Patriots. He's a running back for them now. Uh, but yeah, anyway, on any means, Patriots, or uh, not Patriots, uh, sorry, something caught my eye for a second. Yeah, Tennessee Titans, by no means, have a bad offense either. They have a pretty good offense. Um, and they obviously played better, but they have some good named guys, like Cameron Wake is pretty, is not that bad. Uh, Logan Ryan. They have Malcolm Butler. You know, they they got guys like that that are just good, and they just have them. And, and they're obviously better. They're great defensive guys. Both Malcolm Butler and Logan Ryan both had an interception. They're just good players. They've been coached good and early in their career, and it led to them being good. Malcolm Butler obviously got his name a lot bigger in that Seattle Seahawks game. And the Super Bowl where he got that insane interception that saved us the game and won, won page of the Super Bowl. But yeah, Tennessee take <laughs> heavy win. But it'll get overzealous. I don't think the Tennessee Titans are the greatest team ever. I think they definitely have their faults, but they're a uh, not a, they're probably a good team to watch this season. Kansas City Chiefs take the win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Nick Foles got hurt. Uh, backup came in. Backup played pretty fucking good. Uh, for wherever he was drafted. I know he wasn't drafted too high. Uh, Tyreek Hill got hurt, but Sammy Watkins came in and did some did some stuff. LaShawn McCoy had a pretty good game, actually. He had 10 uh, carries for 81 yards, averaging 8.1 yards. That's not bad. Did better than Leonard Fournette, uh, which got 13 carries, 66 yards. Uh, Sammy Watkins had nine receptions, had 11 targets, but he went for almost 200 yards. Anyone that had him on his fantasy team, Obviously doing pretty good. But DJ Clark Jr. had four targets, four receptions for 146 yards. And Gardner Minshew the second. Don't want to say his name wrong. He looks like a dude that you could see a good quarterback. He only had one interception, two touch or two touchdowns, 275 yards. But he went 22 for 25. And I think the completion to attempt ratio says more about him as a passer then his touchdowns or interceptions does right away. Because that's meaning that this dude's making smart moves. I didn't watch the game, but I'm assuming just from those numbers, he's making smart he's making smart throws. And he's doing it accurately. He's not he's not going out there running around, shooting it around the field like Patrick Mahomes might do. And granted Patrick Mahomes, I'm not gonna dock him at all. He's a good quarterback. He does it well. He would do it one twenty five for thirty three. Only making missing three passes, and you pass for a pretty good solid number amount of passes. I mean, and he's not a veteran. If a veteran did this, I wouldn't be as like surprised or be looking at it more. I'd be like, oh well, ah, it's a veteran dude. What what does it matter? He's he's probably gonna do it like every game, having smart passes because of his history of the league and being in the league. So, like Tom Brady having that, or uh, what's a good name? Maybe like Dan Marino later in his career. I'd think, oh, that's going to happen. But this is a rookie we're talking about here. So I think now that Foles is out, and if he and if Minshew can take that starting spot and just keep it, that's. Probably gonna he's probably gonna be the starter and Nick Foles will probably be out. Now, granted, this could be a one-time performance. Could be starter's luck. Who knows? Who doesn't know? Uh, he was a six-round pick by the Jaguars, fifth in the sixth round. So he definitely wasn't expected to come out and perform. So I would definitely put him up as a guy to watch. Uh, Baltimore Ravens. Obliterated the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins apparently came out say they wanted a lot of them wanted trades, uh, trade requests to their agents afterwards. Now here's the thing about this game, because a lot of people, <coughs> sorry, 
a lot of people were coming up and being like, oh, Lamar Jackson's insane. He's great. He's going to be the next whoever. He's a great quarterback. Quarterback. He's going to be amazing. We love him. Uh, fucking all this and that. And how the Ravens are going to be this great team. Some guys were even saying they're going to be they have Super Bowl exhibitions or whatever. What the hell are you talking about? It was it, – you're facing a Miami's Dolphins team that lost a lot of weapons on offense. They obviously don't have much. They uh, The Miami Dolphins don't have very much to look forward to at all. They have nothing to look forward to for this season. The Miami Dolphins, the only thing they can look forward to is hopefully Josh Rosen can be good. Hopefully Josh Rosen can be good. They don't – Kenyon Drake's not bad as a running. But it's hard to play when you have nothing on your team. Uh, they have Devontae Parker, not a bad, not a bad wide receiver. Other than that, they don't got much. I think Mike Gusecki's not bad either. I think Mike Gusecki's a good tight end. I think he's a solid tight end. He's a guy that you definitely have on a, a championship roster. I'm not saying he's a championship tight end. No. No, no, no. He I would put him in the top 20 tight ends. Maybe top 15, maybe. Because uh, there's not a lot of good tight ends in the league, it feels like. But they have nothing to look forward to. Nothing. So the real real thing is, if you're trying to judge, you know, how good the Ravens were just off this game, looking at the numbers, looking at the team, what, what was the deciding factor of this game? Was it – because the Ravens obviously have been building up. Lamar Jackson is a good quarterback, not going to lie. Throwing five touchdowns, not something anyone can do. But did he throw those touchdowns more because the Ravens are such an overpowered team and such an overpowered offense? Or was it because the Ravens or because the Dolphins are just such a lackluster team on both sides that they couldn't really make up for anything? I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, it's more of the fact that they're a lackluster team. I mean, realistically, the Dolphins have one or two guys on defense that, you know, I'll be honest, not that bad. They have, um, what's his name? I don't want to say it wrong. Xavier Howard. Not a bad guy. But you can't, no defensive guy can be alone with a bunch of lackluster defensive guys or younger guys that don't know what they're doing and be the focal point and win the whole game. Like, Ray Lewis couldn't be on a team with, like, just bad linemen, defensive linemen, bad corners. He couldn't win the game by himself. He could definitely try. Wouldn't happen, though. Not by a long shot. Other big point in this game, Robert Griffin III had six passes, 55 yards. Now, when you think about Robert Griffin, you know, you think that, you think about him, and you think, you know, wasn't that good. Uh, he's not that good of a, a quarterback. Granted, throwing six, I probably could have thrown six fucking passes and for 55 yards and a passing touchdown against the fucking Miami Dolphins myself. <laughs> Obviously a joke. I don't think I could do that uh, by any means. I'd probably get absolutely obliterated. But don't – I wanted to say, you know, Robert Griffin, oh, he, he might be a bit sharper. Robert Griffin, because I really rooted for Robert Griffin III to be good. He's 29 years old. The dude was the second second pick in the 2012 draft. I'll be honest, the team he was on, I won't call him out, but the team he was on did not fucking develop him very well. They definitely rushed him back from injuries and stuff. So, but a big contributory action is that he just couldn't translate over to the NFL that much. Unfortunately, unfortunately. I think he was a bit ahead of his time, too, because of the fact that Patrick Mahomes guys are starting to be a bit more liked by every team. But there's not much to talk over. I guess the only other guy that I want to talk about, Marquise Brown. He's Antonio Brown's cousin or something like that. Good guy, obviously. Uh, other than that, not much. A little fun fact that I just found. 
uh, legit while looking at all these stats. Robert Griffin III was born in Okinawa, Japan, which is cool. I did not know that. It's pretty dope. Um, next game, Atlanta Falcons take a heartbreak loss to the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, two teams I haven't really followed too heavily, so not much to talk about for them. Kirk Cousins only throws 10 passes for 98 yards. Uh, Matt Ryan throws 46 passes, but he only completes 33 for 304 yards, two TDs and two interceptions. Uh, when I was looking at some people talking about this game, it was more the turnovers that burnt the Falcons. Just a small thing that can obviously be cleared up midseason. Uh, very, very close game, which I predicted wrong. Some of my friends, the Buffalo Bills and Jets game. I thought Jets were going to take this game. I really did. I really thought they were going to take this game. Both to me, the Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets are in the same position. They both have a young and somewhat promising quarterback. They, you know, one of them has a has a pretty fucking solid running back. Um, they're, they're both, they both have some young, solid talent on both sides of their, both teams. Um, but unfortunately bills came out, which of the two quarterbacks I think is better. I'll say Sam Darnold by far. Josh Allen's pretty close, but they're both young and promising quarterbacks. Um, who do I think is a better defense? Gonna have to get that one to the Jets. Who do I think is a better running back? Jets. Better quarterback? Jets. Do they did they play like it? No. 17 rushes for 60 yards by Le'Veon Bell. Not that great. Uh Bills runner. Bills. Frank Gore took eleven rushes for 20 yards. He's just a power guy. Uh where was it? It was just here a second ago. Rushing. Devin, Devin Singletary for four carries for 70 yards. That's pretty good. I uh, I don't know. I think it was the Bills got lucky edged out in one point. So. Uh, Washington Redskins took a small loss over to the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles are just a good team. I think they're better than Washington Redskins, unfortunately, for the Redskins. Uh, I think Philly's a pretty good team, actually, so they'd be fun to see. Uh, Chargers took a nice touchdown win, six-point lead win, against the Indianapolis Colts. Um, key, anything key to say about this game? I think Marlon Max is a solid runner. I think Marlon Max is going to become a top 15 running back in the league, which is hard to break because there are a lot of good running backs in this league. I'm going to say Marlon Mack will probably become a top 25 or top 15 running back in the league. I think Jacob Brissett will break into the top 20 quarterbacks in the league. There's a lot of there's a lot of guys that are starting. Like I think he's better than Nick Foles for sure. I think he's better than. Uh, I would prefer Jacoby Brissett over Patrick Mahomes, only because I just don't like the style that Patrick Mahomes is. Uh, Jacoby Brissett was in the Patriots a couple years ago. He was on the Colts last year, but played pretty good. Had a 120.7 passer rating. A bit worse than uh, Phillip Rivers, but, I mean, <laughs> Jacoby Brissett didn't throw any interceptions, which, unfortunately, despite that, he still lost. Do I think, but I think the Chargers were a better, are a better team overall. So, I think Jacob Brissett would be a nice guy to watch this season. Uh, it was an overtime victory too. So, it was obviously a hard fought game. Since Seattle Seahawks take a one point victory to the Seattle Seahawks, that's a close game. Nothing too big. Uh, Russell Wilson kind of underperformed though. He had a better passer rating felt he underperformed Andy Dalton threw a lot more passes, uh, completed not as many <laughs> uh, for 418 yards and two touchdowns. That's going to be a heartbreaking loss when you throw that many yards and you're really throwing it. 
Uh, maybe they should have relied a bit more on the run game because Seattle Seahawks hit that 1.1 win. John Ross, the third, really good wide receiver. Never doubted him before. Uh, had 12 targets, seven receptions for 158 yards, 22.6 average, and two touchdowns. So, uh, yeah. We're going to skip over that. We're going to skip over the tie for right now. I'll talk about the tie in a little bit. Uh, Dallas Cowboys win over the New York Giants. That's not a surprise there. I anyone, a fucking Tyler probably could have predicted that game. Uh, unfortunately, I feel bad for Saquon Barkley. I love the guy. I think he's a talented guy. I think he'll be a number one running back probably in the next year or two. He probably might already be to some people. He's amazing. There's no doubt about it. He's in the same running back. Guy's fun to watch. Pretty good to play with in the head and for sure. Uh, pretty nice. San Francisco 49ers. Take the win over Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 31-4-17. Uh, not much to say. Jameis Winston had a 45.4 passer rating, three interceptions, one touchdown. Jameis Winston just, I don't know, guy is not turning out to be what, we, what people wanted him to be. So, but who knows? Uh Jimmy Garoppolo only had an 80.2 passer rating, but he didn't throw as many interceptions as he did probably in the preseason. Uh, threw 166 yards, one touchdown, one interception. I'm actually rooting for Jimmy Garoppolo. Though he's on <coughs> another team other than the Patriots, I was hoping he'd be the successor to Tom Brady in a year or two. But he wanted to leave. Wanted, he was getting a big contract. wanted to go on his own team after the four-game suspension on Tom Brady when he had to play those three games. He... He, I, that was a smart move, just a business move, football move. He wants to go play. Tom Brady's not what he wants to play. Tom Brady wants to play until he's 80. So Jimmy Garoppolo needs to leave. He, he doesn't want to stay in the league until he's 82. So, yeah, I think that was a smart move. Uh, San Francisco got that lucky – not a lucky win at all, actually. Uh, I know Richard Sherman got a pick six in this game. Uh, Matt Gay, <laughs> the kicker. Uh, got a 31 year field goal right there. That's, yeah, no, that's just, uh, 49ers, probably just a better team. Unfortunately, Tampa Bay just has woes at the quarterback position. Got some things they got to figure out, but the Monday night football games, the, the game I've been hearing so much about the New Orleans Saints and Houston Texans game. Now, I watched some clips of this game, and I listened to other guys talk about this game, other podcasts and stuff. And when I when I realized it all, I agree. Houston Texans were a better team. I think it's one of those games where the, the better team just slipped up in the final minutes, and the worst team got lucky. Um... Another running back that I love, Alvin Kamara, great running back. He rushed for 97 yards. <clears throat> DeAndre Hopkins had over 111 yards. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, you know though, unfortunately, the Saints have seniority over most positions uh, against the Houston Texans, so... I guess they just outlasted that final minute, got lucky, won the game. But, hey, I mean, a win's a win. Uh, you know, a win's a win. So, and a lot, loss hurts. Any loss hurts. Any win feels great. No matter the win, no matter how you got the win, as long as you didn't cheat and, and, and do break the rules, a win's a win in my book. A win's a win. So, Denver Broncos against Oakland Raiders, uh, 16-24, Oakland Raiders win. I thought the Raiders were going to be kind of garbage these first few weeks. I thought they were going to have to, like, spend time figuring out, you know, uh, the whole thing with with uh, Antonio Brown leaving and all that. But, nope. <laughs> I think they were getting ready for – I think they were ready for him to leave. I think they were ready for him to leave before he even left. Because they came out and they played pretty well, it seemed like. Uh, Derek Carr had 26 pass attempts, 22 completions, 
for 259 yards, one touchdown, 121 passer rating. Josh Jacobs had 23 carries, 85 yards, and two touchdowns. And then Joe Flacco threw 21 completions out of 31, 268 yards, one touchdown. Um, I'll say it. I think that since uh, Nikhil Harry is injured <coughs> for a bunch of weeks, Josh Jacobs will probably win Rookie of the Year for this conference. I think Nikhil Harry would have won it. Uh, let me check really fast if they're in the same conference. AFC. Yeah. So I think AFC Rookie of the Year is definitely going to be definitely going to be Josh Jacobs. It, I think I was going to predict Nikhil Harry. He's gone. So. so that's the games that happened this past week. We'll go on to the week two games on Saturday. Actually, we'll talk about the Thursday night games. Talk about those games real fast. And then we'll talk about the rest of the games on Saturday. So Thursday night, Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus Carolina Panthers. I think this will be a good game. The reason I think this will be a good game is I think it'll be a good game to shape up. It's, they're both all-in-one teams. I, my prediction is Carolina Panthers will take the win, but I think Tampa Bay will play a bit better. I think I, I think if Jameis Winston gets another week or two, I think he can he can prove that he's not that terrible. It's just you know he, he's just he is having some woes week one. He's a bit nervous. New coach, you know he, he's trying to get it all together. You know he it's. I feel this is almost as nerve-wracking as going to play in a big playoff game or in the Super Bowl because think about it. He, he's had years in the league already. You know, he, he, he's proven that he can be good. It's just that you know he's got to prove that he can be consistently good, and I think that's hard to do because this is a league full of grown dudes that will be your ass. So, yeah. Uh, I'll say this one right now, and then I'll, I'll refer it on again on uh, Saturday. I picked the game of the week. Game of the week, in my opinion, will be the New Orleans Saints and the Rams, and that'll be a great game on Sunday, September 15th at 4.25 p.m. my time, Eastern Standard Time for me. Um, both 1-0 teams. Both got good quarterbacks. Both got good running backs. Both got some good uh, receiving core. Both got pretty decent defense, so I think it'll be a good game to watch. Uh, I mean, oh, yes, I left over this game. I'm so sorry. I left over the worst game of the week, in my opinion. The Detroit Lions against the Arizona Cardinals. Both, both 0-0-1 teams are both tied. A week one tie is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. If you look at the scoring by quarter and then you look at the, the fucking how they played, it is the most just stupid game. So first quarter, no one scores. Okay, so defense probably controlling the game a bit. Uh, they're probably just getting slow to start. Second quarter, Troy goes huge. Sure, 17 points. Arizona scores with a field goal, three points. Quarter three, Lions score nothing. Arizona scores three points. Whoa, it's 6-17. to 17. It's six, it was 17 to 3 at halftime. Insane game. There's no way the Lions couldn't lose. Lions get a quick, easy week one win. You know, they just always got a rookie quarterback. You know, they're still trying to get stuff ready. Still trying to build. Fourth fucking quarter. It's 6 and 17. Start of the fourth quarter. Lions somehow drop the fucking ball. They score one touchdown. And then Arizona goes huge, scoring with 18 points. And then in overtime, both of them score a field goal. Ends up being a tie. I'm glad I didn't watch most of this game. I watched a tiny bit in the first and second quarter, and then I stopped. I'm really glad I didn't watch most of this game because I would have fucking grown an aneurysm watching just how bad they fucking played. Kyle Murray, not going to lie, played all right. For a rookie, played pretty all right. I think he needs to improve, though, for sure, for sure, for sure. Not that bad. DJ ha or TJ Hawkinson? I'm saying his, I hope I'm saying his name correctly. Really good. Though the overtime might have boosted his stats. Though that might have happened. But he broke a record for rookie tight end receiving yards first game. But still, so breaking a record is breaking a record. Just like a win's a win. So, as long as you're not cheating, it's pretty good. 
so we'll jump over. I didn't talk anything about basketball last week. Oh yeah, I'll, I think it's uh, I think it's time for me to talk about um, what sports I'll be covering this year. So I have them down uh, in my head. I don't I don't write shit down all the time. So I'm gonna be watching NF or UFC, NFL, NBA, and some college football and basketball this year. Uh, the new things I'm going to be watching are UFC. I've watched UFC before, but my, I have a good friend that's getting me into it. Um, I'm going to start watching it. I might not cover it as much because I'm, I'm not too big into the UFC, but I'll cover a few of the fights that I, I'll cover the fights that I watched and talk about fighters that I see uh, that I think are cool. Um, I might have the guy in here. His, his name's Dustin. We'll go with his last name in case he doesn't want that. Uh, but he's a big martial arts guy. Might have him on one time to talk about. Uh, he's opening up his own dojo, so he can be a Karate Kid fanatic or whatever. But no, he's um, he's really big into martial arts. He's pretty big into UFC. So I might have him on here one time so we can talk about fights or something like that. So it'd be cool. Uh, good friend of mine, Jr. I'll call him Jr. because I don't uh, I don't want to disclose his full his name because I don't know if he wants that. Even his first name, but Jr. Um, pretty big basketball guy. He's really cool. And I think, uh, yeah, I think it would be cool to have him on talk about some basketball, football. He's pretty big into both of those. Plays fantasy. Plays fantasy with him last year. Fortunately, no, I'm not playing him this year uh, against him. But, yeah, so those are the sports I'll be covering. Just some NCAA basketball, NCAA football, NFL, NBA, and some UFC. And then halfway through the year, I might start up a whole other thing, talk, just talking about normal things. But we're going to get into that in a different day. Um, so I watch less basketball than I watch football. Football is definitely probably my main guy sport. Um, I do not watch USA or Summer League basketball. I just look at some of the headlines. But I'll look at uh, I'll look at the uh, you know I'll throw out some some player uh, players two different players I think should, we should watch and not I'm not saying them because they're on the Celtics and they're not some of my favorite players I think Marcus Smart Mar- Marcus Smart ugh, is a good guy to watch and I think Jalen Brown will be a good guy to watch Jason Tatum in my opinion already proven to be good Kemba Walker's already proven to be good Marcus Smart pretty good I think Taco Fall will be good to watch I think there's a lot of good want to watch players on the pay, or the Celtics. I think Ramiel Langsford would probably pretty be good. I can't talk for shit right now. Sorry, uh, I don't have any water next to me either anymore. Um, I think Boston will be a decent team. Unfortunately, got kind of shafted by Kyrie and all that drama. So not much to talk about there. We'll talk about some NCAA football real fast. Uh, I don't really watch a lot of NCAA football. I, I truly don't like it as much as the NFL. I think it just my, my, my stigma towards it, like uh, the fact that I feel that, uh, I don't know, my team is better. <laughs> I feel like the, just I like watching pros at work. I don't know. It might just be me. Uh, I can't search it up, but I know that the Florida Gators won their game against Tennessee Martin or whatever their school is called. Trash school. Uh, yeah, I might have a uh, when I have Jr. on if I ever do. It'd be nice to have him on. <clears throat> we could talk about. Um, we could go into some some my some 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 stuff about. You can tell me more about it. Fill me in. Fill me fill you guys in if you haven't watched Files football as much, or you might want to get into it. Um, so I guess predictions going forward for the NFL right now. Just for right now, we'll stick with the NFL predictions go forward with. After week one, I think Steelers. I think my prediction for the Patriots going sixteen and zero is not far fetched after game one. Granted, some most games you want to watch at, we have for a huge blowout. Was it the team that lost? Was it just because they sucked, or was it the team that won that they were so good? Sometimes it could be. A, it's usually an in between of both. 
But sometimes there's that factor of the other team just sucked super bad. Or the other team was just really good. I think I think the Pittsburgh Steelers game and the New England Patriots game were the Patriots really good. Because the Pittsburgh Steelers have the weapons to use. It was just they failed to execute on using them. And that led to them losing. To the best team in the NFL. Yeah. I'll fucking say it. Yeah. But no. Um, I think Kansas City Chiefs will be an annoyance on the team. I think the only team that I think can really fault the Patriots are maybe Kansas City Chiefs a bit. LA Chargers could probably put up a fight. Uh, but you know what I'm hoping? I'm just hoping the Rams, New England Patriots, rematch round three. All right, round three. They started – I want them to start and end the dynasty. I want to fight the Rams next four or five years in the Super Bowl. And I want the Patriots to keep winning. I want the last Super Bowl to go to double overtime if they can. And then I want the fucking Patriots to somehow throw four touchdowns. or some, I don't know. I want stupid stuff to happen because it makes me happy. Stupid stuff makes me happy because it's simple and it's stupid and it's just fun to look at. But no, realistically, I don't know. It's hard to predict stuff <coughs> um, early season because a lot of teams might like they might have a lot of problems starting the season that lose, but then they in, later in the season they clean it all up and they start to produce a lot better and start to execute a lot better. So uh, I don't know. There's just players to watch. There's stuff to look forward to. There's stuff not to look forward to. I mean, if you're a Miami Dolphins fan, which I have a friend that is. You got a long season ahead of you, boys and girls. You got a long season of a lot of sucking. A lot of sucking. You might go 0-16. That ain't even a dad and not a fucking – no. I think the Arizona Cardinals will definitely be better than the Miami Dolphins. I think the Arizona Cardinals could definitely top Buccaneers too. Like for record-wise, I think – yeah. The Jags? I think the Jags will actually be decent. If this if this quarterback Gardner can prove himself and be pretty decent and consistent, I think he could prove they could prove themselves to be an RIT. I think this season's gonna be pretty good for the NFL. I think it's gonna be a really good season. I think it's gonna be a season full of a lot of drama. <laughs> if, if, you've, if you've seen anything with Antonio Brown's name attached to it, then you've already seen drama. Um yeah, I mean, there's a few injuries, but nothing too concerning. Tyreek Hill out for four to six weeks. Connor Henry's out for four to six weeks. Or six weeks, I think, or eight. Um, man, Peterson to start for Redskins in week two. Adrian Peterson just needs to retire. I'm sorry. I mean, just... I, th- I think some of these veterans that are about to retire see Tom Brady, like, I could do that. And then they just I suck ass. And they're like, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> um, yeah. I, yeah, I think I'll, I'll leave it there. Um, so, yeah. Hopefully, you guys will be able to join me. Saturday, I'll be watching the uh, the UFC fight night. Hold on. What is it? What is it? UFC. Uh, I don't know what it's called, but I think it's 158. I'll be watching UFC Fight Night 158 this Saturday. I'll be watching Game of the Week uh, this Sunday. Thursday night game, I'm going to be watching that. Monday night game, I'm going to be watching those Cleveland Brown New York Jets. But we'll talk more about the next games and stuff like that. Um, for the next episode, we're gonna go. I'm just going to go over uh, the NFC and my predictions for the whole NFC. So that will include the greatest of the teams, the greatest teams ever, such as the Dallas Cowboys, Philly Eagles, uh, Green Bay Packers, Lions, oh, the Lions, um, <laughs> uh, the Cardinals, stuff like that, so, Panthers, uh, great teams like that, and I will be going over any new news over Brown's allegations, probably be talking more and more and more in depth as that goes on, uh, yeah, we'll just go a bit more in depth on some stuff more critical analysis. Uh, I guess I'll give a little bit of a update on how I, w- I think I'm going to do these. Um, so what I think I'm going to plan these on is every Wednesday and Saturday, I'll have an episode 
during the NFL season right now, I might change it up for basketball to fit it better. But I think I think Wednesday's a good day to have a buffer before Saturday because I want to film. I always want to film one because I've always got shit on my mind to talk about. And and you know I don't want to make these too long all the time, but I think uh, I, I think we're gonna I'm gonna follow the the whole team of. Uh, the whole theme of, you know, every Wednesday we're going to have a little buffer in the middle of the week because we just got – because Saturday is talking about the Thursday night game, and it's going to go right to talking about the Sunday night games, my predictions, uh, anything new in the news for headlines, and then the Monday night game. And then Tuesday, just itching to, I'm just itching to talk about any new stuff, uh, and then the Monday and then Monday night and Thursday night – or the Saturday, Sunday night games. And then Wednesday comes around, we talk about them, and then – I'm predicting the Thursday night game and any news headlines. So Wednesday will probably be a bit of a shorter episode sometimes because there won't be as much to talk about. But Sunday will be big. Sunday we'll have some stuff. Actually, Wednesday we'll have stuff too, actually, because I forgot. There's a whole list of games that go down. But I don't know. I think it'll be fun. I think um, I think I'll probably make some bumps here and there. I think I, I, think I uh, might go over some things too harshly or too much sometimes. But I think it'll be fun. Uh, I'm hoping we'll have a good year doing this this is definitely my first time doing this and for anyone that's listening thank you <laughs> thank you a lot uh uh if you want to know why i created this i created this mainly because i want to talk about sports and i unfortunately don't have a lot of friends that are too big into sports and i need somewhere to spout my nonsense and my stupid opinions and i thought a podcast would be cool uh so this is just my cave talk about podcasts I talk shit fuck uh talk about sports <laughs> Uh, yeah i think it'll be fun so thank you for anyone that's listening all right see you guys saturday for a big day when we see carolina go whopping in the buccaneers have a good night have a good week